Ho, ho, ho. Hello. I wish you had told me you were doing that. I hate it so much. Yes. Yes. My people, my humans, my folks. Uh, When this episode drops, it's going to be December. Yes. My favorite time of the year. Favorite time of the year. As you may have guessed it, my least favorite time of the year. Do I love winter? (laughs) Yes. Do I love the holidays? Next question. (laughs) It's okay, folks. I love it for the both of us. Yeah, Shelby's got the spirit down. (laughs) Really hoping you guys are getting into your cheer. Sometime during this month, I will be dropping some videos of me decorating uh, while drinking whiskey. So um, you guys have that to look forward to. Uh, I hope you're as excited as I am. Probably not, but that's okay. I will be dropping photos of me channeling Ebenezer Scrooge for the season, <laughs> just to <laughs> for balance. That's why we're partners. We need the balance. Yes. Um, as usual, I'm still Haley. That's still Shelby. And welcome to episode five of Whiskey Reacts, where we take a look at some of our favorite forms of entertainment while drinking whiskey. Coming up in December, we are actually going to be adding new episodes reacting to content outside of Critical Role. Bonus content! Like at the end of this month, we'll be reacting to Dimension 20's Misfits and Magic holiday episode. So we're going to keep it in the TTRPG family for now, but look forward to new content. And speaking of the TTRPG family, we would like to take a moment to talk about our friends, Dragon Rock. Dragon Rock RPG Design is a partnership between Daniel Lieberman and Renee Beauregard devoted to creating cool homebrew shit for the TTRPG community, primarily used in Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Looking to upgrade the fit for your players with dope magic items? Or maybe you need to punish your players with never-before-seen horrifying monsters. Dragon Rock RPG Design are always looking to collaborate with other members of the community to create custom designs or lend their perspective and experience as consultants. They have several supplements available as free slash pay what you want on DMs Guild. You can follow them on Instagram at Dragon Rock RPG Design, Twitter and Facebook at Dragon Rock RPG, or you can email them at DragonRockRPGDesign at gmail.com. Today we'll be continuing our coverage of Critical Role's third campaign, so let's dive into episode five. Today, I am drinking something that was suggested to me by my friend Ryan, who has zero respect for whiskey. For the past week, I have been soaking peach nectar and peach slices in whiskey, and today I have taken that bastardized whiskey juice and added some ginger ale to try and make a Frankenstein cocktail mess. Ryan, I hate it. This is for you. (laughs) The face you just made! yes what was how was that no it's gross the ginger ale doesn't like cut it i was trying to like get some of that soupy nectar taste out of it i'll be drinking it but it hurts me shelby what are you drinking bring it on home for me what am i going to be envious of oh well i'm drinking a mcfarland reserve kentucky straight bourbon which has a sweet caramel taste with hints of strawberry and I've paired it with my rich hot chocolate topped with fluffy marshmallows. Definitely have whiskey envy tonight. Yes, absolutely. So while you are not enjoying yours, I will be very much enjoying my hot chocolate whiskey. Ryan, please stop sending me suggestions. I have fulfilled the contract of our deal. Ryan, please keep sending her whiskey inspirations because the face you just made was beautiful and uh very enjoyable for me at least so keep it up ryan you're doing satan's work um (laughs) to start off the episode we have been gone for a little while but i do want to point out before we start into the episode of critical role i want to talk about sam's advertising oh choices listen you would think years literal years of sam regal's ads would prepare us for all of the rest that's coming 
but that is so not true not true at all i'm a cat (laughs) (laughs) i mean i loved it but i hated it oh god that was so unfortunate to watch um to witness and to like involuntarily be a part of i had cats in the musical movie flashbacks like instantly (laughs) instantly anyway watched it and i'm glad yeah back into the episode we kind of pick up with our um our intrepid gang in a court of owls situation surrounded last thing that they said was this friends is certainly not your lucky day i mean i was i was excited i to find out that they were able to get out of a situation where i thought oh they're gonna have combat or they're gonna like encounter something that they're not gonna be able to talk their way out of um so it was kind of nice but it was also frustrating to see Matt kind of struggling to like impart on them. Like you can't ask me every question Bro, and I'm not going to answer all of them. You thought it was frustrating. I thought it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like this group has no sense of you're literally being interrogated. You, you like, you are being held hostage. We are interrogating you. And they're just like, cool. But like, what are your hobbies? Yeah. What are you guys interested the most, in? Like mundane questions where I'm like, yeah, okay. they weren't, they weren't even like, they weren't even like, I mean, some of them were super, super serious, but some of them were just all like, so how do you feel? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but, but how does that make you feel? Yeah. How does um, that make you feel? Yeah. Well, so as a player mindset, do you like us? I loved it. But as a DM, I was like, you gotta stop. Like, I'm not gonna give it to you. It's not you gave happening. them a lot. I think Matt gave them a lot of like leeway there because it's like, but also I feel like that's also it clues you into what kind of group the Hubot Corsairs are. Because I yeah. feel like if this was truly, truly like bad core people, oh, for sure, that's been combat. Gone. Yeah. Like, why are you asking me what my name is? Yeah. I'm killing you. You know, yeah, like it's not important. Why I'm not even gonna let you ask the question. It's the question, you know, you opened yeah. your mouth when I asked you a question. Yeah, done. Yeah. Um, uh, I also thought it was like super funny when Yash Mangal uh asked them, you know, for I wanna say their collateral. Their collateral, yes. For mm-hmm. their collateral, he asked them, tell me about someone who's important to you and where they live. I feel like as a D&D character, that's such a trap. Yes. No, normal 99.9% of D&D players have no family. They're all dead. And But for, <laughs> for situations like this where they don't have to be put in a situation where it's like, oh, the DM's going to kill them or like the DM's going <laughs> to emotionally try and hurt me <laughs> because I, I made my parents live. yeah (laughs) kill them off fast and quick folks kill them off fast and quick but this also just goes to the point of like them kind of taking a gamble with a group they shouldn't have been so ballsy with straight off the bat because like originally they wanted at least three people to give up like collateral and it was like ashton imogen and dorian and then somehow they can they haggled their way to only two of them yeah technically was it even two because Ashton just gave up fresh cut grass. Yeah, who's right next to them? Yeah. So, um, so, so Imogen's the only one who put like real skin in the game. By, yeah. Uh, also, know her if father. I'm if I'm Imogen, I'm like, can I take it back? Can I put forth someone else, please? I'd be After so upset. Fresh grass. Yeah. So upset. I put up my literal father, <laughs> and you guys are all like, oh, I have no one. What? Yeah, I'm just like, I don't think I want to. Yeah. putting their name up um which i was like okay dorian yet again we're not going to learn anything anything about your backstory okay God. all right okay 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 sure sure sir sure there's yeah. absolutely yeah. nothing interesting there yeah we do learn with the corsairs that there's no solid leader amongst them they're more of a collective, collective. group yep. um, which i thought was interesting and they do not want to be found by the shande uh quorum yep which is uh, not great for our friend Esteros, who was like, yeah, hook me up. Well, he's not a part of the Shande Forum. He also believes that they're yeah. lacking as well on the justice side, or they have also been like corrupted maybe yeah, by the syndicate. So I still feel, I don't know. I still, I have a, a pit of my stomach that like overall Esteros is good, but there's like something where, I don't know, something isn't sitting right with me. So yeah, I, he's probably hiding a couple of secrets there, you know, yeah. definitely. Also, we we find out more about Duggar. Mm-hmm. 
we find out that he went missing for a few weeks even from them yeah and that after he came back you know the six months he was in a bit of a decline but also I find it interesting that they find it hard to believe that he's controlling shade creepers and that he might be into smuggling broomstone yeah it was very much like Duggar that guy like yeah you're talking about the same guy yeah you sure yeah Yeah. because it did seem like he ran with them like the corsairs for a little bit but i mean i guess didn't leave a lasting impression other than when he started to come back and started to act weird yeah yeah it's just like feel like if you're part of a badass group who are like robin hoods and shit and you're not leaving an impression with them then oh yeah to find a new job yeah you find a new job and whatever new job you do find uh maybe not the one that Duggar chose (laughs) yeah that's oh yeah not great not great and it's not Mm -hmm. gonna be great when we talk more about that the gang makes it out of there alive somehow but they they are they are sorry to interrupt no go away they they are giving go away go Go ahead (laughs) (laughs) i'll cut that out how dare (laughs) keep that in (laughs) this is why we're partners and we work go away go Um, away (laughs) they they were given the green light by the corsairs to do whatever they wanted with Duggar. Yes, that's they made it, very, they want, very yeah. important. They yeah. wanted to impart, the group wanted to impart like, well, we're going to help you out and we're going to tie up this loose end. So hopefully they can use that for future collateral with the Corsair. So they're playing a very delicate game. I'm yeah. actually very glad you brought that up because I feel like they, even though they told them that this is a problem that needs handling, I feel like they weren't that concerned about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that just hints at them being like a very well-connected, very strong, very in the shadows group, at you know, least, maybe yeah. more than what we even think they are. Because I feel like if someone's smuggling something that's so protected and yeah. exclusive, something like that, like if that gets out and people, cause like they, they, they didn't ask that many questions and then got led back to the Hubot Corsairs. Like it wasn't yeah. that hard to get, back to Hubot Corsair so anybody had caught Duggar or was investigating like this smuggling or investigating um Mm -hmm. the broomstone or whatever it would eventually back to them but the fact that they weren't that concerned with it and they were like I mean if you want to take care of it sure but it's not like we owe you anything they weren't Mm -hmm. incentivizing them to go do this for them at all to me I think it just suggests that maybe like they they're way more powerful than maybe we even we know or Mm -hmm. even like thinking about it and besides for this group of people to just like for people to believe like oh they're like a myth and it's just rumors Mm -hmm. and then to walk into like a group of 30 people members yeah or whatever yeah so I think like this group is like like low-key but also super like powerful I am gonna offer a counterpoint I mean they could have taken in what the group said and then who knows like if they hadn't if the episode hadn't progressed the way it did like we'll talk about later it could have been like say they went two or three episodes without finding Jugger. within that time matt as a dm could have had it that the corsairs independently tried to find Jugger and maybe found truth to what they had presented to them and so then may have maybe yeah. they didn't believe them like right they might not yeah they might not have believed them fully but they may have put it in the back of their mind Mm. if they hadn't done what they if the group hadn't done what they did at the tail end of the episode they Mm. might have like i said yeah matt as a dm would have maybe invested like had the group investigate it more and then maybe they could have contacted the group and been like okay what you said there was some truth to it how the hell did you find this yeah we'll never know though I feel like we're gonna meet up with them again we have a a basically to me it's an invitation and of course to them who know no kind of boundaries they they're gonna take it as an invitation to come back we have the right password Mm -hmm. to to loosen the snare which is more badass and I loved it better than the laugh or we come for the laughter and can I just say that whenever the Corsairs were laughing at our gang, I I felt traumatized. I felt traumatized because it felt so eerily sim- similar to the laughing hand mm. when Matt was doing his ha 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 ha. And I didn't realize until that moment that I was traumatized. So from now on, 
Mm-hmm. It, hearing multiple laughs from any NPC, they can all catch these hands. Like if gang decided to throw hands at that point, I'm okay with it because I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear multiple laughs from anybody anymore. These imaginary NPCs in this imaginary uh, role play game, I will fight them. Is what fight them. That's what you're saying. You, yo, who, whoever they decide to name themselves, clout chasers, the gang, Beltran's whatever, veterans bells, they don't care. You have my permission. It's on site for any NPC who's laughing multiple times like that. It's on site. Yeah, she'll be granted. Granted, you have my permission. I'll allow it. So they leave um, limbs intact. Possible, possible entryway to come back to them. I would imagine and I would hope that they come just to the Corsairs with something major. I hope not. Well, knowing this group, they might just be like, hey, we saw a butterfly. We saw a butterfly today. Like, just wanted to tell you. I'm really hoping the next time they see them, it's for something major. Because I'd hate for them to burn that bridge. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They leave and we head out because, of course, if we're going to murder someone, we need supplies. As Fern said, it's time for murder. Yes. So, of course, what what you then do is find a store which can supply you with your tools and or support for said murder. And so they're all level three. That clearly means that they're hunting down some healing potions. First, absolutely. First on the shopping absolutely. list. Absolutely. So they're in their hunt for the trove of Marwa. They come across a, mm, how would we describe this very odd very um full of character old woman i mean like i want to be her but i'm also scared of her absolutely I think, I think is any kind of hero worship for me has a mm-hmm. healthy balance of both mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. who then leads us to Advic. <sighs> the much super over dramatic extra like, so extra like got his graduate degree in theater but never went to a big city to pursue it oh yes Oh, do you feel like who was it earlier that we said could have been a drama teacher? Was it Laudna? Yes, it was Laudna. Yeah. Yes. A, so a transatlantic accent. Mm-hmm, oh, dramatic. Mm-hmm. So we have another character with a theater background, you could say. I personally, out of um, Ashton Friends, sort of, kind of, mm-hmm. I think I'm more of an advocate. And you yourself said you were more of the shadow baker. What was his name? Efrend. Efrend? Efrend. 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 The shadow baker. The the sketchy pastry baker. While I'm the overdramatic traveling merchant, advocates, wandering curiosities and collections. <gasps> it's destiny. Um, I'm gonna burst your bubble because I wrote next to him extra as fuck. Why would that be- burst my bubble? That I'm is sorry. who I am. I am so okay. That is what I aspire to. Okay, all right. Advix is a bit of a curiosity himself. We thought this might have been a scam, but coincidentally, he checks out. What? At least on the surface, and for today, he checks out. Um, Ashton was also a little worried about like what his reaction would have been because he can't keep track of like who he's on good terms with so it seems like he's I mean I wouldn't say a flighty friend because he himself has admitted that he's not quick to make friends or call people friends but it kind of shows that like he seems to be at least within his past the kind of person who like burns bridges rebuilds them just to burn them like rebuilds them like he'll go through the same context back and forth back and forth which i thought was interesting uh yeah so we're definitely meeting a friend who's not a friend sometime down the line yeah so that should be fun uh but we get healing potions and sending stones for our first shopping trip and i can't wait until they're buying stuff for their headquarters so you know an armory or like an alchemy lab where they're just Mm -hmm. like putting stuff in and they can just go back and they can travel there and travel there in their cable car (laughs) cable car which we haven't seen since episode one no and And we're traveling from spire to spire damn it it. um i also want to point out interestingly enough when they're introducing each other to advic laudna does not have a last name or does not give a last name. Her name is Laudna Laudna. Just Laudna. Mm-hmm. Suspicious to mm-hmm. me. 
suspicious to me. Bust out the tinfoil hat. Okay, Lana. Okay, Lana, Lana. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Mm-hmm. We're being very Dorian-like. Yeah. Our backstory. backstory. Oh. Um, I would like to point out that also Travis was not here and he probably loved not being on a shopping trip. So. Oh, this is the reason he said he was coming in later. Yep. Get rid of all this preliminary shopping trip stuff. Oh yeah. He's like, no, nope. I can't uh, fill, I can't fill up that. your, your headquarters first and then I'll be back. I'll just swing on in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after our shopping trip, we head to Duga's house. Yeah, for just a light beanie in the middle mm-hmm. of the day. In the middle of the day. And to me, I feel like even though we're planning a murder, this is truly mm. some light beanie. The whole knock knock pass. Mm-hmm. Then we yes. do the whole lookout from over the top of the house. Mm-hmm. And then finally, of course, when a group of people are just standing around a house, you know, someone takes notice. It's going to look sus. And then that's when we finally head into the house not and, at, not before fern wild shapes into oh, a rat right. the rat gets stuck underneath the wooden door and then when that just said this is life now this i mean honestly like why wouldn't that happen like why wouldn't like to me why wouldn't that work it happens in all the movies a rat that can just squeeze underneath the doorway so to me i'm like oh yeah of course it happens with tom <laughs> and jerry so it should work of course this should be on the list of how we get into this house and we try rat first and rat first questions we, later we we so desperately need a rogue because we're all it's there's just like a list of things we try before actually trying to unlock the door the primary source of lock of picking locks is slashing it with arm short sword so please somebody travis somebody <laughs> Travis somebody somebody Travis Travis, anyone anyone Travis to me and I didn't realize when you're thinking about like your players and like how you want to build a good D&D group of course you're like Mm -hmm. oh well you know Rogue would be good yeah but now that I'm watching this I'm like Rogue wouldn't be good Rogue would be necessary yeah my goodness almost up there with like you need a healer whether or not whether or not it's a cleric or a class that like has a healthy amount of healing and will Mm -hmm. commit to being the healer like oh yeah you need an infiltrator you need a scout goodness you you can't go anywhere you can't go anywhere these days without a rogue i mean we (laughs) can't tell you how to play your game but i i I agree with the philosophy of like you need someone who's gonna be able to at least pick a lock bare minimum bare minimum pick a lock it doesn't have to be a rogue i think you need somebody with a high dex and a criminal background it could be a monk it could be a bard yeah need it (laughs) essential so we're heading into the house because we have a very close call with the law with the law with the simmerg law oh what just came up with that simmerg law i'm gonna call them that from now on the simmerg law you do uh thank you upon entering the house we get the terrible smell of decaying vegetation meets old fungus we see well some Laudna sees no one else toppled yeah. furniture in odd oily residue over everything so not like only a, was Duggar like disgusting slime yeah. yeah so not only was Duggar disgusting so is his abode yeah it's gross this is amazing and can I just like I want to go back because mm-hmm. like now that we see his house like this I want to go back to like his physical description and how like this happened over a course of six months so it's just like I want to just put out there like is he going through a transformation like is this come this like because now that I'm seeing like this is technically he's not like living living here Mm -hmm. as we find out later on like he's but still all this stuff is just spread out around his house so is this him turn not just declining but is this him turning into something else all together are you saying you think like this mucusy boogery snot slime is this coming from him or him? Is this, or is this the stuff making him gross yeah and See? or both at the same time right 
is he becoming one with this with, gross slime with the with the gross slime yeah just Which, throwing that out there given his we find given his appearance when he shows up in the house he, he literally just like like through a slimy Disgusting. wall pushes his face so gross pictures on that we, I wrote, we get is the, he a slimy goop monster i mean that it's pretty accurate yeah, yeah. who travels through goop poop we get the comparison to the x-man when the guy liquefies <laughs> and i would also like to say it reminds me very much if anyone's seen the mighty Morphin power rangers movie yes. of mr ooze <laughs> right right yes, i know that that's I know what that reference. i <laughs> okay captain america i get that reference no but like that's what i was reminded of like ooze everywhere and yes. this man is liquid well, especially power rangers because that's i'm i'm picturing it's purple in the movie spoiler yeah, for anyone who didn't see that movie so 20 sorry. years ago um <laughs> in my mind i'm picturing it to be almost like a milky almost like clear yeah like kind i prefer of, the purple possibly purple no i'm saying I oh from power rangers then the clear mucus like milky. milky subs yeah that we're getting um well just add, we can go back to like creepy creepy dugger i just want to add that the set turning darker with literal drips in the background is so fucking sick bro it it's was amazing. so good that on top of like matt describing the environment as it's changing mm-hmm. i was eating ice cream while watching it and i totally lost my appetite i just yep. like stopped i was eating vanilla ice cream because i'm a vanilla person and i was just like, <laughs> like, like, I, couldn't, like I couldn't do it this is amazing finish. this is amazing but also this is the worst kind of drip effort disgusting but let's go back to dugger bro because eventually like as they're checking out the house as fern as a rat checks out the tunnels that we discover mm-hmm. obviously he it knows they're in there so here comes the shake creepers and here comes disgusting liquefied poop dugger dugger coming onto the scene hashtag why is this our first villain why out of all of them does it have to look like this like why do you be this is our lady? first one this is our first one and i'm just saying like we're only at level three how much worse does it get from here if this is our first villain yeah, but we don't we, we we don't even know if like this is just a thread to even more goopy poopy monsters oh hope not oh but it's it probably be. is it is be. It's gonna yeah. be so buckle up. Dugger Dugger doesn't seem like a leader. He seems like such oh, a no. power. He's a henchman yeah. at best. Yeah, definitely. At so best. we we head into initiative again, and here we go. And some pretty lengthy combat. Oh yeah, for them. Yeah, pretty lengthy, and they're able to the for the most part hold their own much better than when they met him in the mm-hmm. tavern. Despite not leveling up, nothing different about them. And being a man down. Yeah. Nothing so nothing nothing different about them, but um uh, I will say that I think for like level three, I think this fight was it I wouldn't say it was difficult because like we did have two people go down, but mm-hmm. and then like it did get scary, but it wasn't like everyone was dropping and then we had to pop people back up like in like a difficult like difficult constantly, fight. yeah. Yeah. But I will say like this was like a creative fight because oh, not only was it difficult to rain but the like with the furniture but it was also like sticky substance that you had to make a strength saving throw just to walk out of and you had little exploding minions like matt's not playing games anymore yeah it it wasn't a straight sort of like i attack they attack i attack they attack like we're already having to strategize right now we're already having to think about like what is someone else doing and then what am i going to do to counteract and as players still not knowing the full range of what the person next to you can pull out of their bag of tricks mm-hmm. um especially since we have at least two full homebrew subclasses and then you got Imogen with all of her kind of homebrewy players mm-hmm. thrown in um so I mean like even if you are a well-seasoned player and think oh yeah I know what class they're playing and like this is what they're gonna do like those three players alone kind of are gonna throw enough of a twist to be like nope I'm gonna do this instead yeah we don't quite know and also not only do we have our players who have some homebrew stuff but our monsters are villains as well as Matt introduces Slippery Dash. Motherfucking Slippery Dash. 
slippery dash, which, oh my goodness, doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. How dare you? And on uh, top of like at least Duggar having what I would assume some rogue, rogue in them, the Uncanny Dodge, like, yo, that's OP as hell in a good uh, way. I enjoyed it, but that was OP as hell. Yeah. Just, but I mean, mm. when you're one with the slimy poop, I guess like that terrain's not going to affect you. Just, if you are truly... the slimy poop. If you, yeah, if you are the slimy poop, poop, I go ahead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you. I'm calling him poop. Yeah. We also have one of my uh, favorite quotes from Fresh Cut Grass um, as he was really struggling with the, the slime on the floor. Carpe diem. When you're in a really shitty situation, you just have to seize it. <laughs> Fresh Cut Grass 2021 slash 835 Pete. PD, PD, whatever, in Alexandria. Fill in the blank. <laughs> Fill in the blank here. Yeah, love that. And I'm just like, fresh cut grass really has good slash what the hell quotes like what what <laughs> those are so like personalized i don't know what to do with that earlier in the episode he has he said no pain no wayne <laughs> were you like wait did i mishear it or no he intentionally said that he, but what, did, what he, he intentionally said no pain no wayne and i'm just like right right I have, I, on the subject of fresh cut grass sam is like the best hype man and one of my favorite things like out of character is when laura was like trying to figure out what to do um and it was it was kind of a risky move and sam's like nope you gotta write you gotta write you gotta write like he was hyping up i love it because i mean we all know sam to be kind of like crazy and wacky and kind of like oh he says something out of left field but like kind of going back to when he was scanlan playing a more of a support class or, like yeah he he's like constantly thinking two or three steps ahead in five different directions yeah, he's so smart yeah. yeah so it just you know he's very clever and very like strategic mm -hmm. like, like with his spells but like you forget it you know because he tells you to seize the, the shit poop. yeah yeah so yeah. you forget and then a couple of moves later he's all like on my turn yeah. I, yeah on my yeah. turn i command you to alphabetize duggar loses a whole ass turn because he has yeah. to alphabetize and you're just like oh yeah that's right sam owns this game yeah <laughs> you, let me let me oh i'm stuck in the goop let me use my grappling hook and i'll at least get me out of this goop like so creative so clever does he use it for for evil most of the time yeah but when he uses <laughs> it for good it's, it's amazing <laughs> absolutely oh uh Oh, Duggar gets worse as a shade creeper literally bursts out of, his out of him. Again, plus. again, I I write in capital letters. This is our first villain. Where do we go from here? As I'm like creeped out, so disgusted. Oh, I wrote with that. Laudna says this is a lot for Laudna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I killed Shelby. If Laudna, our resident creepo, is like, oh, puss man, that's a little too much. <laughs> and you Hash know it's too much. That's when you know it's way too much when hashtag scary scary Laudna is like, like ooh, hmm. this might be too much. Too, too much for me. <laughs> this is a lot. Uh, ooh, <laughs> one of my favorite moments of combat, the combo move. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Matt being pro combo where he's like, yo, you want to do this? Like, I'll throw you perks if you think that's this is creative. I was like, yes, because even though it didn't like go as planned, the fact that Matt was still willing to describe it as a combo move, Mm -hmm. it's just like yes bro yeah and to me it's also encouraging that the combo attack wasn't obviously made to go with each other mm -hmm. they just did two separate attacks just wanted to like describe it like, almost on really the fly yeah cool way and i'm just like oh, yes do more of that more of that i want to see more of that because you know witches bitches nope bitches be witches no. The witch bitches. Witchy bitches. Oh, I need no, I no. need that on a uh, shirt. I need the three of them illustrated on a shirt. Oh, witchy bitches. witching and bitching? Yep. No, 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 no. All witches be bitches. <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> I need them in like a girl group pose. The three oh. of them. I need a sticker of that. 
I knew oh, it. Charlie's Angels style? Yeah, could be Charlie's Angels. Uh, Fern doing either a thorn whip or scorching ray. Lana doing Eldritch Blast and like the Ickery, like and Imogen doing Witch Bolt. Yeah. Critical role. If you use that idea, we would love 5% of all proceeds. Thank you. Uh, make it 10 so we could split it five and five. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Sorry about that. And this is why my, start, my partner is the more business savvy of the two of us i better learn how to count um <laughs> i was bad at math too so, so uh, i wanted two things yeah. that i noticed in combat i mean multiple things but a little more cool homebrew shit oh cool homebrew home shit, shit. fresh cut grasses ardent armor which oh. anyone he had a bond with he could give them Tip hit um, tip him points. Yeah. And then so once they're out of it, he can actually like re-up it. So you can't stack temporary hit points. But once they're gone, he can just say, I want to do that again, which I thought again. was super cool. We saw more of the gravity rage. One of the cool things that I noticed this time was when a creature was trying to go for Imogen, they got close enough to Ashton and he was like, Oh, well, they're near me. Don't I get to pull them closer to me? with his gravity so it kind of has this like gravitational pull that kind of just helps him be even more of a tank and just take creatures away from combat and kind of focus it on him which i thought was super dope super super dope yeah those were the the two highlighted like homebrew things that i saw that i thought were really really cool matthew mercer need character sheets asap sir please give us these subclass detail pages for christmas all i want for christmas is a subclass character sheet (laughs) so like we said earlier i think it was a very not a i don't want to say a very hard fight but i will say a hard fight because we still had two characters go down and we had imogen i think with two death saving throws Mm-hmm. Fern went down at one point. Yeah, Fern went down, and then we had Imogen with two failed death saving throws, and that also, that is fresh serious. cut grass. He went down real quick, but then um, yeah. Dorian brought him back up. So three. So that's three. That's three. Yeah, three more than I want. Definitely don't like that, man. Oh, yeah. I I missed the days of early campaign two when I had no idea what was going on. Just like oh no, <laughs> I this now I'm just like oh ah. I'm gonna die. Uh. Anyway. Well, to end it all off, Dorian gets the how do you want to do this? After a mostly unsuccessful run of combat for Dorian, <laughs> he came out oh, strong yeah. with the Caltrip idea. Came out strong. Was great. Yeah. Everything and- else that followed was unfortunate oh man i loved how he was like at one point he was like oh fluff i have kids and then two seconds later he goes i'm all fucked up <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> guess your kids are sleeping <laughs> um but yes very proud for robbie and for dorian uh he got the how do you want to do this against jagger which was you love cool. to see it love to see it i love to see it i mean and after a few few more um little scuffles with those shade creepers they were able to have enough time to kind of like figure out how to close off the tunnels which one of the them ashton kind of collapses the tunnel and then with laudna's help uses the immovable rod to keep a crate pushed in front of it um and then they kind of just use a bunch of furniture on the second one and then after unable being unable to actually get into the the house the shade creepers kind of like just scurry off and then we officially end combat it was an endurance run it was more so like okay how are you going to get through all these levels of combat as opposed to kind of like a quick hit yeah is what i would say yeah which was fun yeah definitely would agree with you there and I yeah I think it kept it real interesting because you're just like okay because you're you're now thinking with them okay okay so how does one go about this you how know how many spells do they have left did mm-hmm. they really like plan out the longevity of this do they know what they're like what's their hit points do they have a backup plan and with this spider is gonna fight which is basically Ashton at this point. Oh, Ashton and Orm. Orm did a lot yeah. of defensive stuff, I would say. Oh, yeah, this, this, this time. time. But, Which yeah. is pretty cool because, like, I think it just shows, like, the range. Like, I love that fighter subclass mm-hmm. where you can, like, choose what you're going to do. Yeah. On different turns. Like, it keeps it spicy. Puts more strategy into the into whole fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, fighter, boring, one note, depending on what subclass you pick. But that definitely gives a lot of flavor. And in the hands of Liam, like, totally. Oh, God totally versatile and it's also liam he's gonna capitalize the shit out of any class that he has (laughs) yeah 
He's going to find so, every every little morsel that he can to use to his advantage. Yeah, and so it also, like, when we get deeper into this, I feel with Orm being the subclass that he is and with Ashton being the homebrew subclass barbarian that he is, I think it's going to be, like, really, really interesting to see in a long fight mm-hmm. how they also spread out the moves and features they're going to have because it won't just be, oh, this turn or hit. It'll be, okay, when am I going to use my chaos burst chaos burst chaos like when am i gonna use the chaos burst when am i gonna use my like which gravity thing yeah which gravity thing am i gonna use which type of rage am i gonna use yeah Yeah, which that's what i meant which type Mm -hmm. of rage am i gonna use and then or deciding which type of battle tactics battle tactics yes which type of battle tactics am I going to use? Am I going to save them? Because mm-hmm. I think he has like a certain, certain limit on how many yeah. his superiority dice. Yes. So, you know, so I think it, that's going to be really, really cool. Instead of, you know, I hit, it's going to be like, okay, on this turn, do I use it or not? Because mm-hmm. with our spellcasters, you already see like once they're out of spells, they're going to have to hit those they're cantrips. Yeah. 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 So it's just like, oh, when do you use it when you don't? And so now that everybody has that sort of, like compliment to their class mm-hmm. like i feel like matt has now made this like i, I don't want to say harder on himself like he's given his players like like a wealth of options options yeah. to where now he is going to be like a wealth of adversaries of, yeah yeah and complications yeah. yeah and we we see it with duggar because of the slippery dash so like mm-hmm. how many more villains and monsters are we gonna see that he has here to create like to yeah or tweak yeah yeah yeah. When you're when you're thinking about like, you know, this is the third campaign, is it gonna be as good? Is it gonna match up or is it gonna start to get old? I feel like we're already seeing that like it's not. Yeah. Like it's, we're already right off the bat it's like okay like i'm i'm not thinking in the traditional way of like this is the start of a campaign where like everyone is squishy or everyone's gonna do this because they have to play it safe like they've had so many things in their bag of tricks already yeah which is so awesome yeah so it's exciting we're like put that with the other stuff that we're seeing with the campaign with the the tables are gonna change the Mm -hmm. background the music Mm -hmm. this is just it's so yeah this is this is very very exciting like we're in for it folks i hope you're ready like i really really hope you're ready like we're not even done with the entire episode and we're already flipping out i was gonna say before this cable car gets off the track once combat is over they take the time to kind of investigate what's going on a little frustrating they don't really know what they're looking for they're not really kind of picking up any new tracks they do collect a slime sample orm takes a dagger which looks used enough and then a, a short sword that's like super new which I don't know if that's kind of like a red herring for it like is it a magical item or is it just a new short sword that this guy stole it off another dead body yeah he murdered in an alley probably yeah so they kind of they don't walk away with too much from Duggar's house other than a chamber pot that fern steals some weaponry and some slime yeah and just I feel like a whole lot more questions yeah and I and if this like we don't see anything in that room because that's not where he was staying. Yeah, very much you know? kind of implied that like he was staying in the deep recesses of deep, like in those tunnels where he yeah. came from. Like who that's... knows? Maybe maybe he did live there and he kind of sold off a lot of his stuff and there's not much. Well, like, it... when they made the investigation check, Matt said it looks burglar, 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 yeah. <laughs> it looked oh, okay. So I thought that was interesting. And I think so theories. Da, 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 da. this could have happened when he was gone for those few weeks mm-hmm. so you know this actually and it also could have been done by the corsairs you know when he went missing and they were like well at first they believed he was killed and then they're like well hopefully he's not taken and is mm-hmm. riding us out so they probably went searched looked for you know clues and then he'd been gone for weeks so you know maybe they used his stuff thinking that he was never coming back uh you know because i think yeah. that's not the place we need to be investigating 
investigating you know i, I do agree that tunnels. he was he was probably somewhere in these tunnels or somewhere like mm-hmm. being a weird so glad they didn't go down there creepy slimy poop monster somewhere really else. glad yeah really glad they didn't go down there couldn't take that this episode mm-hmm. and i feel like i need a break from it so i'm glad the next episode at least we're not going straight into that yeah i mean they might um, they might go investigate it in the future but for right now no 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 yeah so i mean they went and kind of gave Esteros the rundown that at the very least duggar is dead they've avenged bertrand bell got a pretty handsome reward for it that Esteros himself kind of put out again i think this adds to the whole like our batman Esteros is a good guy i'm reserving or, my judgment on yeah just like man, ashton man, yeah well, I felt kind of like lost it a little, a little yeah. frustrated. Yeah. Where he's all like, you guys keep throwing around, you know, that he's, he's a good guy and he's here. We for don't us. know him. We don't know each other. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I mean, you're absolutely right. But we're just seeing hints, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe this is him covering up the fact that he probably did something really, really bad. In his, in so, his past. In, in his past. So, you know, oh, he also tells us that Bertrand is in the priority mail by air. So he's on his way. Can he express so, ship? There's no, su- there's no supply chain issues. So he's on his way. <laughs> I think, I think there's at least three different things that they might start the episode with. They might be dumb and go back to the Corsairs and say, hey, long time no see, Duggar's dead. And they might be like, okay, cool. Um, They might try and continue this thread of trying to find these tunnels. Or the newest kind of hook is that Esteros is going to try and hook up a meeting with a shark. So that's what I was thinking. There's that possible thread as well. I mean, let's get into it. Let's get into next show prediction. Uh, I was thinking that Matt said it and he didn't have, you know what I'm saying? Mm Because we had already, we already knew that he was going to like set it up. At some point put feelers out. Yeah, work it out. So him saying that and saying it in front of the group, which mm-hmm. is obviously going to lead to questions. I feel like that was him saying, while Esteros has his people investigating other Duggar's stuff, house, yeah, you know, Duggar's house, the tunnels, mm-hmm. you know, they could go ahead and follow that thread. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's probably where we're heading into next. And honestly, couldn't be more excited. So I need to know what happens to this effing family, and I need to know what happened back in Taldor. Oh, burning. <laughs> question anything for a Teldori reference with this one oh anything oh so i think it's interesting that the first question about estros that we have like of him of his character is from ashton but it's not from any of the people that received whispers yes yeah the people who have received whispers or at least either like totally content with Esteros or like weren't triggered enough by the whisper to be like oh we gotta we gotta cut ties with this guy yeah or we need to before we go further we need to be asking him more questions and so to me I mean he's he's closed off rich sense of injustice and novice baker of pies I mean, this man is such a Batman, obviously, you what know, ba- so wait, this is what why Batman made pies and mm-hmm, baked goods. Mm-hmm, what, which one? Mm-hmm. No, this isn't a yes or no, mm-hmm, yes or no and, question. You know, to me, that's just inside enough, though. You can't you tell know. me that Bruce Wayne didn't make pies. <laughs> There's no evidence. You know? <laughs> I feel like uh, we've talked about Batman so much within our critical role series that we are going to have to do a whiskey reacts to a Batman movie. Batman Beyond, bro, because that's where he was an yes. old man. Yes. Yes. You haven't Ooh. seen the Batman and beyond movie it's that one. Oh, it's that one perfect perfect hey got it in the books people got it in the book bonus content bonus content marketing your calendars <laughs> to be determined but i did think that him not lending out the room for another night you know red flag red flag red flag um, as a private person i would i would not know i don't see the red, red flag, flag red flag like, red flag get, get the hell out of here you know what we wouldn't have to worry about spending the night with you if we had our headquarters sir get you on think. it here's get a thousand gold or more he does not have to give them everything in episode five whatever critical role i want it and i want it now you're to inject some realism i'm sorry Ugh. someone someone Gross. has to be someone should have already had our headquarters if this was a movie would have already had our headquarters someone has to be the villain and i'll be it okay I will take something that we have to renovate. Lavna, the interior designer, will fix it up. Happily. She will happily and creepily do it. (laughs) What are some of your ships? Let me guess. What? What do you mean? (laughs) I haven't thought about it at all. Uh Uh-huh. Shelby, I detest myself for this. What's your romantic ship of the week? Lavna was absolutely distressed when Imogen was making her failed death-saving throws. Haley, this is Haley. I yield my time to Shelby on the floor. Okay. And if you 
weren't stressed out, you should be ashamed of yourselves. But if you didn't feel it coming from Laudna, if you couldn't feel that jumping out of the screen, are you even watching the episode? I yield my time. I think it's gross whiskey is getting to me because I was not affected. Heartless. Really heartless. But yeah, just really hope that doesn't happen for a while again because that was low level characters is some bullshit, bro. And they're this- both so fragile. Oh, they're so just so when when Imogen was all like, I only have 19 hit points. I was like, oh no, ma'am. I was like, ma'am, ma'am, please. I, I need you to hide better. I need, I need you. I need to you to have some, a premium healthcare service. I need you to have some distance. Uh just yeah. some real, real distance from our enemies. Um didn't like it. Did not like that. And first of all, she can't go down because we gotta figure out what happened to her. Yeah, we can't, not until we get more more details. You're you like, no one's like we're not having another spoiler. Molly Mom. Molly. Yeah, we're not having another one. I need to know every single part of your backstory before you go. Sorry. Sorry. No. I, I won't have it. I won't have it. I will take my time back from the floor. My favorite platonic. I, I yield my time. Thank you. My favorite platonic ship was probably Ashton and Fresh Cut Grass. <laughs> only in the moment where Ashton offered up his friend as collateral. Collateral damage. True friendship right there. True <laughs> friendship. So ecstatic. So happy. <laughs> Loved every second. That was my that was my exact same one as well. Can't get um, better than that. Yeah, special shout out um for ships. Um Shelby and their love of cable cars. Honestly, I- the fact that we haven't seen one since episode one is so offensive to me. I'm gonna pour one out for the lack of cable cars. It's just such a cool way to get around and we're in a fantasy world Mm -hmm. we're just not utilizing it enough and i'm tired like from walking this fire fire to fire so So i know they have to be here is your episode five wish list so far a headquarters Mm -hmm. a dope Mm -hmm. trick ass headquarters Mm -hmm. cable cars Mm -hmm. and then laudna and imogen passionate romantic relationship further down the line I'm not crazy, folks. Are you kidding me? You just, I, I'm sorry, rewind the tape. I want like development. Five minutes ago. This is development, okay? I, okay. I want a full development. The, I don't want it to happen out of that you nowhere. had five minutes ago was not a hashtag slow burn romance, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so don't try and play that bullshit game with me. Yep, that's what I want. I want it to happen over a course of time. Where the time truly... is 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I can be passionate about every single thing that happens between them and still want that slow, slow burn. Oh man, I'm in for it then, I guess. (laughs) Every time they look at each other. Every time there's an inside joke. I'm going to get a text message of you. Just just those big old eye emojis like... Look at that. Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Did you catch that minuscule moment? Hey, that's uh, what that, future wives do. Okay. That that two second moment that happened in the four hour episode. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Did you catch it? W, you are a clown. <laughs> so no Travis on the Travis uh, character watch. We are going into episode six. Shelby and I are both still in the running with still episode running. eight and episode nine respectively. And I didn't know how much I would hate it. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we, we picked like long, longer uh, wait times, but I'm kind of like, oh, I wish, I hope we're not I want right. to be wrong. Yeah, I, I want to be so wrong. Just so wrong. Because I didn't realize this yeah. affected me, but it and, does. And the longer we go with our lack of sneaky sneaky, the more I hope it's a rogue. <laughs> so much. I know there's the every theory, door like that we yeah. smash open. Every door we smash open instead of opening just normally. I'm just like, where is the rogue? Where is the where is the rogue? The rogue. The rogue. <laughs> oh man, we're singing. Where is the rogue? tonight oh no what is in this hot chocolate (laughs) whiskey whiskey Uh, all right folks thanks for joining us today we cannot wait to see you next time as we fumble our way through this press we hope you'll join us next time for episode six of critical role remember to follow us on instagram and twitter at whiskey reacts
homebrew insight. Homebrew? 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 Um, oh, oh no, rest. wait, we have we have a thing that we say. What is it? Oh, oh, homebrew? Is that, was that it? I don't even remember my own thing. Because it's been weeks. Oh, homebrew? No, it wasn't. It was not that. 